This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What's going on, people? Welcome to the match preview we now face Liverpool in a very difficult tie and I'm joined here by Nick it's, it's to be fair I'm I'm with Nick I'm not joined by Nick we're we're basically recording the preview for both the YouTube and also the preview podcast as Nick always um does a great show with the likes of Patrick and Chris but unfortunately for the YouTube and also for the normal podcast side of things no one is available <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> after that performance well Patrick Patrick, you can let off because he's, he's touring the country. He's in Birmingham today. I went to West Ham with him on Saturday, on Sunday. Yeah. And we got a good result. And it was it was good chewing the fat with him in real life and watching him during the game. I mean, I sent the video of him singing, didn't I, to the chat? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't singing off the ball. He was well into I'll it. I'll tell you that. He wasn't singing off the ball. Because I saw him off the ball. Oh, yeah. You saw him, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. He was not singing. But look, it's going to be a um, joint um, pre- preview show with uh, both Nick and I. And we'll be talking about, of course, the Liverpool game. We'll mention a bit about Bournemouth as well. But for those who are watching on YouTube and on audio, if you could leave a like and subscribe, if you're watching audio, um, come over to the YouTube channel if you do want to see this in video format. Um, it helps us out a lot, helps the channel grow. The more opinions, the more we grow, the more opinions, um, the bigger things that we can do as well. So it takes a second of your time if you can leave a like and subscribe. Also, leave down your thoughts in the comment section down below. Nick, um, of course, I couldn't speak to you yesterday because he wasn't at the game. We, we spoke about it off air about you not coming to Palace. <laughs> but um, just quickly, before we actually start with, you know, looking at the Liverpool game in more detail, what did you make of Bournemouth? Because yesterday we'd done a live show, live match reaction show, and a lot of people were not happy for various different reasons. But for you, what was it, Nick? Well, I didn't go because I went to a gig. Or I didn't go to a gig. I just couldn't be asked to go to the gig. And I'd already given the ticket away to my son, my son's mate who only ever been at Bromley and he had a smashing time. Mm-hmm. Um, despite it being rubbish, he enjoyed the whole experience of a Premier League game, albeit quiet. Will said it was cold. Um, the wind was getting between people because there were so many gaps. Um, the atmosphere was flat and it was just one of the worst times he can remember watching Palace. Not not because of his mate and the company, but just <laughs> the football and offer. 
he left before the end. Yeah, yeah, and and I think but I, it's nice to let him go, D. You know, I've been taking him since he was four. He's kind of no, he's taken gone, gone on his own game. a couple of times. Yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, he's taking yeah. he's taking out. He's taking his friends to the game. You used to take him. Now he's taking others to the game as well. But Nick, I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't know if you missed out on much. Of course, you watched it at home. But the atmosphere was now, yeah. and I guess we can talk about that as well because it's, it's another home game this time against Liverpool. Um, I noticed it uh, literally after 15, 20 minutes that this is dull. I mean, the football on the pitch wasn't exciting at all, but that atmosphere was very noticeable that people just weren't up for it. First of all, this, there were you know lots of empty seats as well. And second, I, I just it just seemed like it was just so flat. And my opinion is that I think it's reflected on what we see on the pitch. Whilst watching it, I was like, look, this is what we've seen on the pitch. And that's why the fans are not really behind the team as much. You know, we've under Vieira, we've had, I know there were train tracks, but under Vieira, we had train tracks and we still, you know, everyone still turned up. And I think that's the difference. Right now, we don't really have the ambition. And I think as a fan base, we're struggling. I think but for you, just what us the, 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 the last time we had an atmosphere like that was during COVID. Yeah, and that's when no one was in it, even in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, it's just terrible. What do you think and, it is? Um, it does reflect. Um, they were going through the motions yesterday, both the fans and the players. Um, we've just, it's, uh, the, you, you said you had the, uh, the show straight after yesterday, and I was kind of following on Twitter. And everybody, the, the opinion has always got to go. Um, but nobody could come up with any viable solutions. So we're, that's what we're stuck with at the mo- moment. But it's, it's, it's got to the stage of, you know, if you go out with somebody mm. and then you split up yeah. and then you get back together again and then you realize why you split yeah, up. It's not the same. It's, exactly, it's just, yeah, like it's not, it's not you know what I mean? Like, it, there's a reason it, why it's, it was all right for the first 10 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It was around for the first 10 weeks and it got a bit dull. So, so do you think, for you anyways, um, do you think it's time to split up again? Um, or do you see hope? Do you see, do you see the yeah, light? Yeah, or, or just, just he's, either that, or if it, Roy's such a mastermind, Parrish has got to tell Roy, I don't want us to play this way anymore. I want you to play the youngsters. Mm. You're a top-class manager use your top-class managing to get these players ready for the Premier League. This is our best chance of not going down because of the, the crap below us. So let's experiment a bit while we can and then give something for whoever new is coming in to build on rather than let's build up from a higher plateau than just being shite and where people can't be bothered to see us. Yeah, well, That's actually, I, I do want to talk about a relegation battle as well. We'll look at the league table and, and more. Um, because look, you you are saying that there are teams below us that are struggling, but it, the league table is getting tighter and tighter. So it'll be interesting to look at that. Uh, but but you made an interesting point as well at the start, saying you know a lot of people do want Roy out, but there isn't that many options out there. And and I've said it as well in yesterday's stream, and I'll say it today as well. I was in the same boat until I realised that. Hold up, wait a minute. Look at Bournemouth. Um, Irola, he didn't have no Premier League experience. They're going from abroad. So it's on the director of football and the ownership group to find that manager. There are managers out there. It doesn't have to be Steve Cooper or Paddy McCarthy or Roy. It doesn't have to be them three. There are managers out there. It's time for the club yeah, but, to, but, yeah, to, to try and attract them. So for me, I, I I think it is the time to get, you know, trying to split up with Roy this time for good. Um, and go and look at other options because 
you know, it's it's on the club. It's on the club to go and find them. And we got director of football, we got Steve Parrish, and they need to try and attract these managers. Can we get managers from abroad, given that their spouses and families will all have to earn over a certain amount to be laid in the well, UK? Premier League manager, I don't think they're going to be worrying about the 38,000 <laughs> threshold when they're earning like millions. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is that. But yeah, I don't think that should be a problem. But don't you agree with that you know, narrative? Or do you want a you know Premier League proven manager? Even you know Steve Fupa, I don't know if he's Premier League proven. He's got experience, but... It's, uh, for me, the the three managers that's the well the three of, of Roy versus Paddy versus Steve Cooper is not exciting at all. Um, I would like someone else. Your or the option of, like I said, Parish telling me play different. Can you, can you uh, if you're telling if if, if yeah. you're the owner, hold up if you're the owner and you're telling a manager that I don't want us to play this type of football, then you get rid of the manager because the manager clearly thinks this is fit. He doesn't have the same vision as you. I think that just shows that the manager's not fit to continue with the job if you're not happy with what he's doing. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, I mean, the whole mood of the fan base is definitely more against uh, against uh, Roy staying. I know uh, Hambo did a back of the nest poll on Twitter um, about what we should do and overwhelmingly people were saying, you know, he's, he's got to go. Right. Um, so, so, yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. But do, you, but do you think he'll go? We, we've still got him. Yeah, yeah but that, that's a, that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about it a day after in this preview and he's still here at the job. What do you think it'll take for Roy to end up getting sacked? Because I don't think Parrish will sack him that easily. I, I think it would require for us to maybe not win a game till New Year's, which is very possible with the amount of games that we've got coming up and also the difficulty of them fixtures. But for you, what do you think it will take for Parrish to pull the trigger? Well, let's let's go back in past. Pardew, how long did it take to for Pardew to go? Longer than it should have. They're still busy mates. Fair play. They're still busy mates. Yeah, I still, you know, it is what it is with Pardew. Um, how long did it take to get rid of Roy the first time, or for Roy to go the first time? Bearing in mind there were not crowds in the ground for a long, long time. This time there are, and I said it at the time, if there were crowds, Roy would have been gone sooner, or I hope Roy would have been gone sooner. Now, Parrish has got to, you know, I don't envy his position, but it's it's going through the motions. I'm just looking through some of these comments here. I'll I'll let you read them out, dear, because the YouTube's your domain. But it's, um, it's just so negative and... Maudlin and I'm only excited about seeing my mates on Saturday and maybe seeing Patrick again before he goes back to the States. Um, other than seeing, I can't see us, and we're, we're kind of moving on to Liverpool now. I just can't see us getting anything against a team of that quality, but yeah. this being Palace. We could pull off something, you know. Who knows? It's 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 the palace way, mate, isn't it? And and we'll beat Liverpool, and then we'll be all right for another month. We'll have another month of dross. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Let's go through some of the comments, and then we'll talk about Liverpool in a bit more detail because there were, I think, only one positive from yesterday's game for me. Anyways, we'll get your thoughts on it. And there's a lot of improvements that we need to be making, but you didn't make an interesting point. Like this is Palace; you never know what to expect from it uh, from us, um, due to how we've been in the past as well. Um, but look, um, Cody says, "I know, I love this club, and I hate that um, that this negativity um, is actually overcoming the enjoyment of this club." 
Um, Chloe's saying, I've never felt as negative about this club as I do now. I only see this going one way if there is a massive improvement. Um, maybe close, think about relegation potentially. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, as soon as you lose the fans, it's done. Uh, look, I, I spoke about it in a live match reaction after the game, straight after. Um, and uh, Roy's comments, uh, Nick, I don't know what you made of it. Um, to be fair, there were different comments. I don't know how many interviews you've done after the game, but the initial one that caused outrage was the fact that, you know, you called the fans basically spoiled, <laughs> which I don't know what we're spoiled for. <laughs> uh, we've only won one home game all season. Like, <laughs> Well, like, what we spoil because we should be appreciating that we want a game at home rather than having zero wins. I, I don't know. We got one. Well, we're spoiled at home. We're spoiled because this isn't 1958 when we're in the fourth. Yeah, division. he did mention That's something like that, right? There, there was there was a quote about third or fourth. No, he's talking about second or third division. It's like about six years ago. I mean, why are we talking about six years ago? I it just. Football and the world was a whole different place. I don't know why it's getting mentioned right now, to be fair. Look, I've, I've been watching since 76, yeah. I've, three years I've been be hitting with 50 years ago. Oh, and it's, um, we're, we're shit. Last night was one of the most abject displays I've ever seen. Yeah. I've, and I'm so glad I wasn't there. And I, well, I'm almost glad I, I wish I was there just so I could boo. Mm. But, you know, because it needs to be heard. I mean, did you see um, on social media the Homestale Fanatics, somebody retweeted when they put the sign outside the um, training ground? Oh. I'll have a look for that while you read out some more comments. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it said on the sign. I'll uh, I'll look up what it said on the sign and you read some of the comments. All right, then. Um, uh, Andy's saying, we were promised top 10. How are we spoiled? And I think that's that's the main thing. Like, there were expectations this season. And I said it as well. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, there's no way we can achieve top 10 with Roy or, you know, or with their squad. But I'm done with false promises. So if the owners and the management is going to say, we want to achieve top 10, I'm going to hold them accountable for it. Because... I'm tired of words being said. Steve Parrish said we're going to take this club to the next level when last season ended in, in that in that final um, tour around the pitch, you know, giving a lap of honour to the fans. That's what he said. And it's time to hold these people accountable for their words because it's so easy to say things, to try and fool fans. But when it comes to the actions, the actions do not add up. So I agree 100% with Andy. When we were promised top 10, how, how are we spoiled? When we're not far from the top 10, and honestly, only three points away, I think, from Chelsea. But you've only won one game at home. How is that being spoiled if you're booing that abysmal performance? And I think Roy has got this ego problem where he just, he just, he had this before as well. He just sometimes can't admit it when things are going against him. He just always wants to be proven right. And he just didn't like the fact that the fans will turn on him. He thinks that he's fairyland. He thinks that, he, I don't know, he's Arsenal Wenger or Sadis Ferguson in the game and no one's going to say anything bad about him. Look at Arsenal Wenger. Look, look what he done for Arsenal and look how Arsenal fans turned on him. And Roy, I'll be honest, Roy was a manager and I've tried to back him a lot, even if you do watch his YouTube shows. I've tried to back him a lot and yesterday was my final shot. Roy is the type of manager that actually made me dislike football. The whole game of football because it was so tedious to watch. Maybe you can blame on our owners as well. In his final season before, you know, we had that massive rebuild and Vieira came in. So boring. And what we're seeing right now is a similar thing. We're reverting back to typical Roy football. And it annoys me when he's used the excuse on the medical team after West Ham game, making jokes and afterwards going back on his joke. Yeah. You know, it's nothing that serious. 
Then afterwards, now it's the fans. Then it's the younger players. It's never him. Never him. I've never heard him say, we, you know, I got him wrong. I've never heard him. Like, when is it time for him to be accountable? See Parrish. I think before the game, blame me not on injuries and VAR. You know, VAR, apparently we have longer games now. That's why we got all these injuries and that's why we're not getting results. Like, enough is enough. What are you going to blame me on next? It being cold? Like, that's what I'm saying. There's always excuses with the people that's running the club, that's involved in management or at board level. I am tired of the excuses. It's time to be up front. If you can't fulfill your promises that you make, then unfortunately, I don't think you should be here. And I know it's not a simple case of, oh, we will just, you know, bring in another owner and things will progress. But our ownership model, the club right now is as toxic as it could be because we've been in the Premier League for about 10 years. Fans are tired of just mid-table fight. Not everyone. I respect everyone's opinions. Not everyone is, but majority are. And that's why people were saying you're not fit to wear the shirt. I've never, ever heard of Palace before. But I think it's reached a tipping point now. It's like same thing every single season. And this season, what happened? Yes, Roy done fantastically in his last 10 games. But if you will do watch football, if you have any knowledge of the game, it was obvious, as bad as Vieira was, there were so, still some elements of the game that Roy brought forward from Vieira. And that's why he was so brilliant in the last 10 games. And what we're seeing right now is that by the game, all that momentum is going. We are reverting back to Roy Ball. And this is not a shock to me. It isn't. You can blame injuries all you like. But I'm just tired. I'm tired. Right, yeah. I'm just going to take you back to the 16th of February, 2021. I'm reading from the standard. 2021, okay? Crystal Palace fans have erected a banner outside the club's trading ground, calling for change and launched a scathing attack on Roy Hodgson's tactics. The Homesdale Fanatics Palace's noisy and notorious ultras have strung up a banner outside the Copa's Cope training ground. And this is what it says. Palace pandemic of apathy. Change this mentality. Restore the pride, ambition and vision. Now that is nearly four years ago. Nearly three years ago, sorry. Um, and we're still here. What's going on, man? Should we still be here? We shouldn't, Nick. We shouldn't. But, but this but, isn't progress. But then, again, but then again, what's the difference? So, wh- who was the manager when that banner was up? Who's the manager now? It's no shock. Exactly. Do you get it? It's no shock to me. And you can make the argument we've got, I know we lost Wilf in, in that period and we had Wilf then, but now we've got likes of Elise. Uh, you got Decore. I know he was out injured in this game, but I'll talk about in general. And when you look at our squad, we've got Gahe, Anderson defensive rather than, you know, Tompkins. Like, I think the squad, the 11 anyways, when you compare when Roy was in charge last time to this time, the 11 has improved. Maybe not the squad. You can make that debate. But it's the same thing. And the reason why it's the same thing, if you add everything together, this is who Roy Hodgson is as a manager. I don't think we've had to wait till this season to figure that out. We've seen in the past four to five seasons with Roy as our manager. He doesn't like to take risks. He likes his experienced players. And for me, Nick, I don't know about you, but it doesn't really make any sense if we're so focused on academy to bring in a manager that doesn't like to use the youth. We signed France, so, all right, albeit, you know, it's still, early, well, you can say early in the season, but we're reaching halfway mark. We signed him for about 20 million. He doesn't even come off the bench. Like, what is the point? What is the point? It, the the yeah. whole club, it just doesn't make sense, Nick. Nothing makes sense with what we're trying to do right now. I think it was Neil Fish on Twitter and on Facebook who said that um, he's going to end up being the new... Oh, who was that German guy we got? Um, 
in midfield. German guy in midfield. Uh, Max, Max Meyer. Meyer. Max Meyer. Yeah, he said France is going to be the new Max Meyer. Um, so we'll see if that uh, prediction comes true. But I think it depends on uh, who's manager because, you know, it, it's it's galling enough that, you know, uh, the grandson of a Palace great, uh, Hinshelwood, scored. How old was he? 17 yesterday? Well, Brian? There's a lot of these I don't like to invoke that, that, that name. The clubs and Palace, Nick. And the difference is they've been given an opportunity. I don't know why we... I mean, if you're given... A, if, if my... If, Teams like Man United, I know they're struggling, are giving opportunities to youngsters and all these other big teams out in the world. Who are we to not give opportunities? I don't understand it. We've, we've, we've learned that big song and dance about building this huge academy and yeah, it's why, now great one. We're struggling. Aren't we fabulous? And we've had, doc, and we've had you know, documentaries on Channel 4 and, and you know, we're really bigging it up. And then... People go to the academy and they say, hang on, how many actually make it into the first team? Yeah. How? How can you? know, at least when we were a championship, we had Scannon and, and Moses and whatever coming through. And we could, we could gamble a little bit more because we, we didn't have the expectation after the Francis and Taylor years. We were just content to be alive and, and just treading water. Um, I don't know. It's... Should we talk about Liverpool? Because yeah. it did. We could we could rattle on. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know. How, I know. And I actually, how fed up we I are. I actually wanted. To, he, yeah. we, he might even be gone by now. We don't know. Exactly. I actually wanted to now move on to Liverpool. Um, because um, you know, we talk about the players. Yeah. We talk about academy players, or also. But in this game, Nick, um, based on what you saw against Bournemouth, um, how important is it for the players to react? Because honestly, the players got a lot of abuse as well. Um, well, in the last you know few minutes, do you think? based on what happened, because I don't think some of these players ever experienced it before in terms of the fans turning on them. Do you think that we could see a reaction against Liverpool come Saturday? Well, it's it's going to go, it, it can go two ways, can't it? Do the players have Roy's back? Okay, mm-hmm. or not? If they play like they did like against... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Liverpool, like they did against Bournemouth, and I don't mean in the getting skilled out of it. It's the, the not moving. It's the, it's the not... You know, Bournemouth were happy to sit back. We weren't going forward. We had no ideas. We had no runners. Um, if we're like that against Liverpool, um, I think it's 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 just going to be be bad. I mean, my only hope against Liverpool, if I'm really honest, is that they see how bad we are, rest a lot of players because a they've played this week and b they've got Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't yes, think I'll be the case. Got, they need to use their squads. We don't. Then, then again, Nick, it's it's tight at the top. 
and they need to win every game. So I don't think they can risk it. I think they'll go full blazing. This but, is crazy. But I think this game is significant as well in terms of how, as you as you said, like you could go both ways. But how the players react? Because if the players don't react in a positive way, I think the attitude of the players was poor against Bournemouth. Um, and I'm yes, yeah. the players can take a bit of blame. But for me, I think it was a coach. And, and the biggest thing out of all of this is that they look unmotivated. Watching those players play at Soda's Park for the full nine minutes, you could just see in their faces, like they just, they weren't up for it. There isn't that factor. They don't have that belief. And I think that goes back down to the manager. So for me, the biggest thing is how much do they want it? I think Lerma was fantastic. Um, but then again, Roy can make changes, Nick. I think he can make changes and based on that performance. But do you think he should? Against Liverpool? Yeah, because do I think he should? Yes. Do I think he will? No. So who would he change? Who would I change? Um, I'd get um, Elise up the middle. I'd get Ayu on the right. Um, Raksak is injured, so the only option we've got there is, uh, is Schlupp. Or Franca or Ahamada. Uh, or Franca or Ahamada, yeah. And then play two up front because that's when we were scoring most goals. Mm. They, were con- they were creating confusion. You know, um, Mateta is like uh, a, a very, very, very poor man's Balassi, but he gets he gets the ball through somehow. But it's by accident more than design, I think. You know, Balassi was sheer skill, wasn't it? Yeah, Mateta. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, but he's, they were called they can cause panic with balls into the box. Mm. Um, but if we haven't got the confidence. Or is it confidence or can't be asked working for this manager? I think, I, I think they, I, I don't, I or think that confidence we... with another manager. I do, I really, and the reason why I say that is because look at some of these players, how they reacted when Roy came into the club as well. He had that positive influence on the likes of Eze, uh, Mitchell, um, some of these players that were struggling under Vieira. So I think the opposite is happening now. I think they have lost the confidence and I do think another man, because look, I mean, how bad can Gehi, Anderson and all these players get? Like, I feel like everyone's game has dropped. Even Elise, he wasn't that great against Bournemouth. He was trying, but he wasn't. And I think tactically, we look clueless in attack. And I, that's he was frustrated. Yeah, he was frustrated. Yeah, everyone, really frustrated. And, and I, that's why I think we need to change. But so you would go to a different system, 4 4 2. I, I guess he, you know, he's, he's done it before. I guess he might, he might be worth trying it out in this game to, to try something different. But for me, I don't know about you, Nick. I don't even look at it as, oh, we're facing Liverpool. I mean, right now, the way that we're playing, it doesn't really matter if we're facing Liverpool, Luton, or any of the teams that's not named Sheffield United or Burnley, because I genuinely don't have the confidence. Like, I, from our previous yeah. games, it, honestly, these are all names now. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if we're facing Liverpool. We saw what Luton done against us. We saw what Everton done. Everton scored three goals against us. Everton, they scored three goals against us. Imagine what. Just while we're on the subject of that, yeah. that is shocking. Thursday night for the cup, those poor scousers having to come down. I know a lot of a, a lot of teams. We get a lot of away supporters at Palace because generally a lot of people have moved to London, haven't they? Mm. But they still support their hometown team. Um, but Thursday night, that's just just so out of order. You know, not being able to get the last train back, cost of hotels, um, just after Christmas. It's it's just the fans. They don't give a monkey's about the fans. As far as 
Parrish might be concerned is he doesn't care how bad it gets as long as we don't go down. Yeah. And, I and I'm saving a few quid towards this stand, which is getting more and more expensive. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're punting out for funding, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I understand why he you thinks know. like that as well, because if I was, if it was my money and my investment, of course, I wouldn't want to lose a significant chunk of it. If if you get relegated, that investment is not worth nowhere near as enough if we're playing the championship. So I understand it. But let's look at the league table. This is the Everton podcast. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> like it. scary. you don't want to turn into Everton, stadium. I'll tell you that. You don't want to turn into Everton. That's not, that's not a part that you want to go down if you want to be successful. On uh, a, a podcast, I can't remember what one it was. It was a football one. Um, the host said, it might have been a Gary Lineker one, that... We that they said a while ago that a football club rots from the top down, yeah. but it takes quite a while, and that's why you're seeing Man United go like they go, and 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 other teams that are kind of slipping down a bit. So, do you think that applies to Palace, Dave? Yeah, it does, and that's why in the short term I want Roy Hodgson, you know, to be gone, so we have a new manager in and something um, exciting. Ideally, um, when, when people ask me like who. Um, I think you would be a massive coup. I don't think it'll be easy, but getting McKenna, for example, from Ipswich, I think that would be massive. But then again, it the only way you can attract these types of managers is that if you show the ambition at the top level. I think it starts at the top. I really do. I think the problem is way bigger than Roy because it's not just on parish at all. Well, well, no, Dave, before you go on, what championship managers have done well in the Premier League? Graham Potter came from Swansea to Brighton and look how much he changed Brighton. I mean, he Graham Potter started yeah. it and Deserby carried it on. It, it was a project. Brighton, yeah, but how, he, how much better but was Brighton? The fact the project, the fact the project's us. carried on. What was that? The fact the fact the project's carried on, though, is the fact that the people behind yes. making yes. the decisions behind yeah. had have had that vision and project. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, okay, and I agree. So the Europe. They've got their new stadium. Their project is different from what our project is. That stand is our project. But, but Nick, I don't know. That Maybe stand, that's it. Is that stand? It doesn't help us in the stands watching the show. I know. No, no but you know, it's, 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 it's turgid. Is shit. that stand really a project or is that stand really an excuse? Because I'll be honest, I don't have faith in the people running a football club. And the reason why I'm saying that is I have this worry that in 2026, 2027, by the way, so what are we going to just hope for staying up for another? you know, three to four seasons. And then after that, what's going to be the new excuse? My fear is, oh, we have to repay that new stand. The excuse should never stop. When you have your owner come up before the game and blame VAR and longer, you know, longer game time for the result of our struggles, I think this man has got it all to make for excuses. Like, he won't be able to make excuses. Hang on, I'll just go go in the kitchen and get some straw to clutch, shall I? (laughs) Bloody hell. Honestly, honestly though, Nick, how many times? That's what I'm saying. I think it's bigger than just the new stand. The new stand is nice. I understand it. But at the top, when you have Harrison Blitzer, Texan, C. Parrish, who clearly they're not all on the same page. I think, for me anyways, I think it should be a fresh start. But you know what? Despite me, you can call me foolish. Have one last attempt in trying to attack, attract a positive manager. Get rid of Roy. Try to attract an exciting manager where we can actually look forward to games. That like we were when Vieira first joined, and then maybe they give you a bit more time. But right now, I mean, some people may even argue they they've overran their time, and I hundred percent agree with that. But they got one. I think this like honestly, if you had one more chance, this would be the last chance to try to prove it right because it's not healthy. It's not healthy, Nick. But let's look at the league table. Um, and right now, pre game week sixteen, 
We've got Palace sitting 14th. Only, um, uh, I was going to say, yeah, three points off top 10, which I don't know how we are. Uh, but also, I think rather than the top 10 is time to, I guess, look down as well. We're three points off Forest, who are 16th as well. Nick, based on the games that we've got coming up um, and, you know, where we stand right now in the league, at what point would you start getting worried about the R word, relegation? Um, half time yesterday. So you're already worried about it? Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, no, but seriously, you can get worried about it. Like I, said, I, I think that um, we will be all right because I think Sheffield United will definitely go. Um, Everton, I think I've heard, although I can't remember where, that they're due to be losing even more points. Whether that's rubbish or not, who knows? Everton haven't been too bad um, recently, though, Nick. I'll be honest with you. Everton... Yeah, neither have Luton. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's just... No, I was going to say it's a bad patch, but we've, we've barely won, have we, at home? And that's that's uh, terrible. And the game we did win, Burnley, mm. away, was, was, you know, we robbed them. Yeah. Um. So it's it's hard. But Liverpool, it's... uh. Half 12 kickoff. Do you know who the uh, ref is? Yeah, so I was going to ask you you about that. So let's talk about the ref. Maybe the ref can save us, Nick. Give us a ref ref start. Um, Yeah, hang on. Just bear with me. No worries. Davey says, Liverpool fan here. Hope you guys are free from Roy Hodgson soon. Shocking comments by him. Our scouts remember similar condescending remarks from from his five-month spell with us as well. Um, Interesting point from Davey, the Liverpool fan. Uh, Mitch also saying, the only positive spin I can put on Roy's comments is if he's trying to take the pressure off the players. Mourinho used to always come out with madness after a bad performance like that. Yeah, Mitch. Then again, I mean, you can always try to find positives out of something. But when you're blaming the fans, I don't think there's really any positives from that. I mean... Not blaming the fans, but you know, saying that we're spoiled. I think that's kind of like, and like the excuses are just just crazy at this point. And I mean, why why are we talking about the fans um, being spoiled? We're clearly not. <laughs> we're clearly not. But have you got a stats, Nick? Right, the referee Andy Madley. He has refed Palace ten times. And um... how many wins have we got? How many draws and losses have we got? Andy Maddy, I'll be honest, he doesn't sound like an exciting name. No, none of the refs do, to be fair, but I don't really remember Andy Madley wins. It sounds a bit... He sounds like um, he should present a show in the morning on the telly, doesn't he? Andy Madley, dude. dude. Name like that. The show with Andy Madley. Right. We've, he's ref 10 games. Uh, we've lost half of them and uh, drawn two and lost three. No, we mean one three, yeah. So one three, lost two, and lost for no drew. Gee, <laughs> one three, drew two, lost five. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I thought so. I mean, only three out of ten wins, which is not exciting. Um. So I guess. And our head to head, our head to head against Liverpool. I I always ask this question on the pod. When was the first? What year was the first year we ever played Liverpool? Jeez. <laughs> do you do you give clues? <laughs> uh it was before before we were all born, most of us. All right, so before nineteen forty for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. Um nine <laughs> you cheeky <cheeky-sucks>. nine... <laughs> 
just realised what you said. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you realise how far. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> nineteen twenty-three. No, nineteen thirty-eight in the FA Cup. FA Cup. What was the result? We drew nil-nil. Oh, <laughs> which would have been a big, big shocker. Yeah. in them days because we were a no-mark team. Yeah. What have you made of Liverpool? Uh, Liverpool I mean, they're, they're, I guess they've got, you know, all the talent in the world, but they've been kicking on recently as well. Like, they've looked solid and they had a total, I mean, they're sitting second right now. Their most recent results, they beat Sheffield United 2-0, beat Fulham 4-3, um, one, you know, beat their European League tie, uh, Lusk uh, 4-0, uh, drew one all against City, beat Brentford 3-0. I mean, the last loss in the Premier League, Nick, for Liverpool... Yeah. I'm going back and back. 30th of September. Um, that that is when they had, I think, nine men against Tottenham. So they haven't lost a Premier League game since then. Um that feels like when we had our last win, to be honest, doesn't it? Yeah, it does it. Um, <laughs> that's what I mean. We did it early. I keep forgetting about it, but that was not too long ago. But it does feel like that as well. We look at Liverpool when we we spoke about Palace and you know, quick mention on Liverpool here as well. I mean, what is our best chance? What do you want to see from Roy tactically set up in this game? Is it a case of just sitting back and trying to hope for the best? Or do you want us to have a go at them at home? We kind of know what Roy will do, which is sit back and then try and hold a 1-0 defeat. Mm. Um, But fans need to see something different. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many more people would have seen it being live on Amazon compared to being on Sky. Um, but it was it was so poor. I just want something better than that. That's all I asked for. Just somebody having a bit of, even dare I say it, self-respect there as a player mm. to actually put in a shift. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they don't get paid unless it's in protest at Roy. I don't know. Mm. But it's it's, They've, they've got to be asked, and if the manager can't motivate him, then they, they, who's in there? Where's Paddy? Paddy's meant to be a motivator. Where's Enoch cheering him up? Um, yeah, or maybe, I mean, maybe... You know, you remember there. when he first played, yeah. or when he was playing for us in the goal mouth, screaming at everybody, everybody knew what to do with Paddy at back, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Uh, my concern is, and when we look at the players, to be worried about, of course, Mo Salah, but, I mean... Tyree Mitchell, we don't know his injury um, severity. He apparently, Roy said after the game that it's unlikely. He doesn't think that he'll be playing in this game. So I think fullbacks, you know, they're both right back and left back. That's our weakness. So in this game, what do you think we should do, Nick? I, I think Richard should be at right back. Is it a case of putting Joe Wood at left back or or Richards at left back to, you know, fight against Mo Salah? Like, how do we do this? Because I, I think... We can just get absolutely destroyed out wide. That's my biggest concern. I know, yeah, but I'd almost say play fire at the back, and then you've got an extra extra body in there for if you if your wing does want to attack. If we do want to get forward mm. and actually cause them a little bit of difficulty, so that their wingers are, are too busy de- dealing with our wingers, what? not give the Liverpool players a chance. But if we're not, if we we're showing the level of if we show the level of can't be arsedness that we did against Bournemouth. I don't know. Perhaps you need a shocker um, just to kick up the bum. What you need? 
But who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I, the only reason why I wouldn't say five at the back is I get what you're trying to say, but I know how we would set up on the Roy. It wouldn't be the case of our oh, wing. It would be literally five people just staying back at all times. And I think that would just be a <laughs> and I think that would just be a fact. I, I think it would be worse. It would even apply even more pressure onto us <laughs> rather than do the opposite role. So I mean we have lost it's crazy, Nick. I don't know if you remember, we lost seven 0 against Liverpool and I was on the Roy in his final year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was final year. Did you do watch along for that? Yeah, we I think yeah, we did do a watch along for that. How bad was that? Imagine having to do a watch along for last night. Seven nil. Oh my I can't remember. I can't remember the watch along, but yeah, it did happen. It did happen. Let's talk about score predictions, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I asked the usual YouTube preview, uh, YouTube preview lot as well. You couldn't jump on today about uh, for their predictions. In fact, let's start off with them. Then we'll get your prediction, Nick, and, and mine also. Um, right now, how their feeling is? <laughs> we'll go with this. Um, it's, they're not really back in Palace. Uh, AJ says, "Sorry, four no. 0 Liverpool." Um, Stan says, five nil Liverpool." T says 3-0 Liverpool. All right. <laughs> I will say, let me say 2-0 Liverpool. So we've got 2, 3, 4, 5. I'm going to say 2-0 Liverpool. But for you, Nick, any chance? Any chance of a draw? A goal? Not even a draw. I just want a goal. I think we're going to win 1-0. <laughs> That's what I normally say. <laughs> You're right now. Joseph's that. 1-0? I'd take it. You take it, but, but I can't. You, I can't you know, it's Palace. What's your prediction? It's Palace. That's me being optimistic. I said one all against Bournemouth. No, I think we'll get tonked. Yeah, I think we'll either get tonked or we'll sneak it one nil. Mm-hmm. One nil. Let us know in the, in the comment section down below as well for your predictions. How do you see this one going? Monty nineteen sixty four says could be another nine nil. Paul says Palace three one. Um, I don't know what today or, or smoking, but you know. As up to you, I guess, because of what happened yesterday night. So I guess you have to take the pain away. But 3-1 Palace, says Paul. Um, it's going to be another... Uh, well, this is a formation, Mitch says. Hopefully not another 10-0. It hasn't happened before. It's going to be a 10-0-0 formation. So everybody at right back, left back. And Mitch saying another free all madness just for the lows. I mean, for us to score three goals against Liverpool, that would be incredible. That's that's the biggest thing about this. I mean, if we score a goal, I guess that would be a positive. It, we've just been struggling, right? Maybe Liverpool attack us. We can hurt them in defence with Elise, but I just don't really see it happening. Um, and uh, we're going to end it with this comment from Two Rod, who says Roy needs to play the guys that are sitting on the bench. Look, it was a pleasure, Nick, uh, having you on here. Both the <laughs> normal preview podcast and YouTube combined together with no one else, just me and you as the, as the host. But if you have got to do it more often, before, mate. I've enjoyed yeah, it. If, yeah, if you have enjoyed this and hearing Nick's thoughts, go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your usual podcast platforms where Nick is joined by Chris Clark and also Patrick, um, who also, you know, helps out Nick with the preview pods as well, where they, you know, they give their perspective. They've got a different format to us for the preview. So make sure you check that out. Um, and if you're watching this, not watching this, if you're listening to this on Nick's <laughs> preview podcast or Spotify, Apple, or any other podcast platforms, check out the YouTube channel on Back of the Nest for more Palace content. Like, subscribe if you're here already. And that's it from me and Nick. Until next time, up the Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.